This is David Vicky again, and we're in this episode. We want to talk more openly uh, about all the mixed motivations, hopes, expectations that we might tie to global missions, uh, to going overseas. We've we've done a podcast on motivations, and we introduced some of these topics, but we just want to go a little more deeply. And so we're actually going to be doing maybe two, maybe three of these. Um, And our goal is we want to make sure uh, that folks that are considering this work know that neither global missions moving overseas nor any other noble endeavor like this is the solution, the silver bullet to solving your problems, wherever you are or what problems you're in right now, or achieving some kind of approval, um, either from God or even from other people. And we'll talk more about that, but that's, that's our goal in this in this uh, in these this series of podcasts. Yeah, people usually think a desire to become a missionary is among one of the highest callings, a way to show our greatest commitment to mm. Christ. I know I kind of felt like that, that it was really committed, that's what I would become, um, that it is a life of intentional purpose, but yet it's vital we recognize and acknowledge how much our hearts have a mixture of desires and expectations. Right. That's the key, is that we're honest that there is a mixture. You know, when I talk to people, and this is what we do, we talk to a lot of people that are considering this work or on their way on this work. And one of the first things, one of the main things we try to get them to start talking about is what's driving them. You know, I'm sitting with a husband, what's driving him? I'm sitting with his wife, wanting to hear what is driving them to move overseas. What are the different emotions, motivations going on inside them? And just to try to get them to start talking that out. Yeah, it's we think we like to think, I guess, that a desire to become a missionary is a hundred percent pure. That a great it a great desire that honors God sets us up for honoring God with all all of our life. But it it is a great desire, and it's a great thing to want to take the gospel to a less reach place. That is a good thing, but it's never 100% pure. And that's, you know, and and we move with a mixture of desires and things that are pushing us there. And we want folks to know themselves. I think that's what we're after is an honest communication for them to know with their eyes wide open and to be in a healthier place of knowing why they're going. Be honest with themselves. Um, And we think that that will create more healthy desires. Decisions. Uh, Decisions. That's right. Decisions as they go. And especially if they're leading others. Like if this is someone leading a family and they're selling all and moving overseas. This is vital that they... They work through this, I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's not that you're ever going to get to a place where your motivations will be 100%. No, that's not. Uh, for the glory of God. It's and impossible. None of us are, no. None of us are like that. But just to be honest about the things that are factoring in so that we can we can consider that as we make decisions. Right. And, and recognize it. it will help us make better decisions. And if we think that our desires are 100% pure, then that can also set us up for forgetting the human side of us or the human side of our family. You know, what happens if you have to come back? What happens if you if you have to leave? Well, then, oh, I'm human. There are human factors. So we can't just say, oh, this is all about God and his work. Well, then how do you 
how do you leave? You know, how would you ever leave? So I know that when you're young, uh, I, you know, we have that we have a lot of passion for serving God, and we want to do something significant and intentional with our lives. That's a good thing. In fact, that's a great thing. Don't we wish most young people had a desire like that? But we found the how important it is to, to have people in our lives who can ask us the hard questions and get us to think through some of the other things going on in our hearts. Um, and what are we expecting is going to happen when we get over there? I think sometimes we, we think that when we get there, you know, there's going to be this new lifestyle we're going to create. And by putting ourselves in that country, it's going to make us different people. Yeah, you know, I think short-term mission trips can contribute to that Absolutely. because they are so not real life. Right. They're they're based on usually very hard work by a lot of people to organize this. You're kind of moving um, off their relationships locally. And you hit the and, ground running, and the whole time you're getting to do ministry. Well, and it feels good. It feels good. Especially and, based on what you've been doing back here. Right, so then you can think, oh, well, I would like to live this all the time. That's but exactly that's not right. actually what long-term life is, which is a whole other topic. Yeah, if they've set you up on a short term so that you will share the gospel, you know, for four or five hours a day, you think, and you come back, and ho-hum, you're back in your job, you're ho-hum, you're back in your school. Oh, my goodness, I've got to gotta pay the bills. I've got to deal with these people in my life, or I have to go to work. Well, of course you want to be a missionary. Right? Of course you want to do something. Well, where experience you could, like that short-term yes. trip was, and yet was that's amazing. Not, but that, that's not even how missionary life is. You know, Somehow people think their lives are so different. They're just out there sitting in the jungle with people sitting around them. And you're sharing the gospel every day. And that's, that's not really what it's like. And so having those false expectations about what it's actually going to look like, um, and it's good to have people to talk to and to talk through these kinds of things. I mean, one of the things that that we were talking about earlier is the, the thought that I want to do something that can guarantee God's favor, mm-hmm. that can ease how bad or erase how bad I feel about the shortcomings in my life. That Huge. I mean, you don't think that that's, oh, well, of course not. I mean, of course I know that God loves me. But I mean, really know that some of us do oh, that's more want to earn Absolutely. God's love. Not Maybe not for his salvation, but just those who are really giving themselves to God and doing things that for God somehow are favorites of his. And there's like, it's, there needs to be a balance. I mean, obviously giving your life to the things of God is a good thing. So what are we talking about? We're saying, if you're saying, though, that by doing this kind of work, then somehow God is obligated to bless you more, and be, and 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 it somehow, like you said, Vicky, erases your the shortcomings or what you've done so far, or the sins you've done with your life, or just I've, your your you. Yeah, whatever problems you have, your your family's just kind of going through a funk and or you're just stuck in a job and you're thinking I want to do something let's just do something for God and somehow that can lead to sometimes a drastic rushed decision that that is going to be the silver bullet and solve 
things for me. All right, so we're also going to be talking about some specific examples of problems that we can run into with incorrect thinking that begins before we even go. So the, it, it's before we even go, but yet it, it manifests in some problems once we get on the field. And this can be when you've been there a month, a year, right. 10 years, 25 years. These wrong thinking can create issues on the field. And we'll be talking about those. Yeah, that's why we're one of our the main purpose of our ministries is to prepare people well going into it. But you could very well be listening to this and you're on the field and you know this is how you got there. You know, sometimes we want to give ourselves a shock treatment to get our lives out of a rut or get ourselves out of this, what you may call selfish living, you know, um, and to maybe give our careers a, a, a push like in new, the right a new direction. Career change or and, something. and, you know, you might just need to, you know, change your work or uh, get off of Netflix and start engaging with your neighbors or start engaging uh, unreached people's right in your city. But, but you're hoping that, you know, that if I just align myself, force myself, move myself and my family into this place, that is going to get us in the right place. And or maybe we're. But I will tell you that Netflix follows you. <laughs> That's right. Access internet and so all that. Oh, right. And yourself, you take yourself. Or maybe you're in a spiritually dry or monotonous place, and you hear a speaker, you read a book, and this guy or gal speaking just gets you all fired up. And you no, know, we're not saying that. Changing the way you're living is bad. No, we're, let's be clear. Choosing to pursue a more purposeful life, an intentional life to serve God, that's not bad. That's great. But deciding to move abroad shouldn't be seen as a catalyst to get out of where you are personally in your spiritual life or career. Um, if and that We want you to be in a more healthy place. One of the reasons we encourage people to start doing missions now is we don't want them to think when they get off the plane over there, there's suddenly going to be people who engage their neighbors or uh, try to awkwardly do cross-cultural relationships that are hard, that require intentionality. If you're not doing that here... Um, Chances are you're not going to do right. that well there. And yet you want that shock treatment. So, And that that is not a good... Motivator. A, yeah, and or expectation to have. Another potential problem arising for motivation to prove oneself worthy is if there is a failure of something that I must have succeed in order to please God, mm. then I can face serious disillusionment with God, even depression, a crisis of faith. And we have seen this over and over in people who have been in missions. Mm -hmm. It becomes between them and God. God, I... I gave you this. I did this. And for what? Because I thought you were going to give me this success, or I thought I was going to achieve something. And then if, like Vicki said, if it doesn't go well, um, and maybe sometimes you're trying to prove yourself, prove, prove yourself worthy. Um, maybe to your parents, you know, and sometimes often it's like, yeah, that's another example, especially yeah. when they have been negative. Yeah, we've met many 
folks overseas, well, what do your parents think of this or their family think you're doing? Oh, they think we're out of our minds or, um, you know, a young man, you know, says that his mom and dad think he's crazy and it's dangerous and we'll never come see you there. And so there's a sense in which he's trying to prove to his parents or even often it's a father that I can achieve something and I can do something great or important, you know. Sometimes I ask about their brothers and sisters, you know, and they've all chosen more traditional careers and they're doing well in them and making money and they're successful. And so sometimes this person can be under pressure to say, I've got to show my dad. I've got to show my, my family, my family um, that I can do this. Um, I've actually had missionaries just confess to me, you know, their fears. And I said, what is your greatest fear? It's not succeeding. And I'm wondering, who are they trying to succeed before? And you fill in the blank. You know, is it a father? Is it themselves? Is it their family? Is it a big brother? Is it the church? Is it is the it church? It's... To all their church? Is it to all their friends? Is it? And, and that's where Vicki said, you know, you mentioned the newsletter. I mean, there's a place where you're so vulnerable. What are you doing? Have you done it? Are you succeeding? And it's an, it's unusual. It's, that kind of pressure can really mess with you. Yeah, the, the, the newsletter. We should do a whole episode yeah. on newsletters. Yes, newsletters. Uh, What's really the going issues on? Issues with newsletters. Yeah. Um, yes, how much pressure one faces to seemingly justify your existence. If yep. you're looking at it incorrectly. I mean, really, it is a letter so people know how to pray. That's what it should be. But it becomes... A, I don't know. Performance, uh, display of proving your worth, worth, justifying what you're doing or the funds you're receiving. And I guess all of this is about when you see problems on the field, either in someone personally having a real crisis or they're affecting their family, you go back and you say, where is this coming from? And it often comes from this need to prove this need to show something or earn something from God. Um, anyway, what's another example, Vicki? Um, another common thought. I believe in this righteous cause, quote unquote, and yeah. I want to give my life to righting the injustices of the world, hmm. or I want to serve the oppressed and bind up the brokenhearted. I mean, they're great desires, but they make terrible masters Right. As a primary reason to motivate you. Because you may get there and you may not be able to right the injustices. I was listening to Tim Keller in a podcast just the other day, and he was talking about when a good thing becomes the ultimate thing. There are many good things, and having a desire to do these things is good. But it, when it becomes the ultimate thing, and you have disordered loves, you're going to suffer, and those around you are going to suffer. That, that's the profound truth in all of this. May no one see this as a discouragement to go into this work. Um, and we're going to tell you more of our personal journey in another podcast of how we feel like hitting this wall and realizing this and talking this out was, one, was a really helpful thing for us. Yeah, another dangerous line of thinking is I want my life to mm. count. Right. My friends are just living for themselves, living a comfortable life, but I want to serve God, not myself. Boy, that's a dangerous one, and it'll come back to harm you later. 
just imagine you've gone out, you've left your city, your home, your church, your family, your country, and you've been judging them as you left. You basically said, you guys want to give yourselves to the, to the world. I want to give myself to the Lord and his work. Now, imagine if you're not succeeding, you're not progressing, you're not doing well in the language. Once you're, you're there. Yeah. Your wife isn't, your kids aren't, or you aren't. Let's say your wife's doing really good at it and you're not doing well. Um, you know, it is, it's an amazing amount. It's, it's unfortunately, it is a very dangerous line of thinking because it's going to put a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, in the work you're doing, as well as putting pressure on you to stay. So basically the fear of what others will think, which you know, because that's what you thought about those living at home. Like, remember I always say, yeah, the standard that you judged others right, by can they, lead you to make really bad choices about staying in an unhealthy situation. I was talking to a guy recently, you know, and he's talking about having to come home uh, permanently, at least. And I said, it all depends on how you left. You know, if you left with thinking your family and friends have just missed it and they do not care about God in his work which is such a narrow view of kingdom or that, work. Or that you're pleasing God more, if that thought is in your mind, that you're pleasing God more than What happens when you got to come home? Oh, you're, oh, you're in trouble because now you've got to deal with shame for yourself and you're going to be, you're going to have to come home and be, what, become a civilian again. And I mean, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to be a normal Christian again and I'm going to bump into you at Lowe's. And you're like, oh no, not me. I, I that is all coming from yeah, that wrong thinking absolutely. that somehow it is more spiritual to have a foreign address or a but we, life you know, in ministry. But there's no doubt there are people that are, have the abilities and the calling and the uh, they can go and they do go and they are need to be there working and it's great. But what we're saying is Anyone that goes needs to be open and honest and have their their motivations out there on the table and be honest. And I say leaving with that mentality of wrong expectations of what's going to happen to you or judging others on your way out makes returning home super hard. It does. It actually can pressure you and you can end up staying in that unhealthy situation. It's easy to spiritualize this. It's even easy to use scripture to justify staying somewhere when really that is a decision that's being made based on fear or shame. Avoiding shame, that gnawing feeling of not being enough, can be a powerful motivator of decisions. You know, sometimes when somebody, I, 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 when I'm talking to people about who, who are setting their life up to go overseas, um, I sometimes say, okay, have you ever thought about what would happen if you had to come back? You know, and there's just that silence. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, well, you have to think about that. Because like we said, if you're not holding this lightly before the Lord and say, this is something I want to do now. This is what I, this is my goal, which is like we said, a good goal. But never put yourself in such a dangerous place that that is your identity. You tie that to your identity. This is who I am. I'm a, well, let's be honest, I'm going to do something better with my life. I'm going to be a better Christian. Well, we've even had someone 
introduce us when speaking as saying stuff like you can tell someone's commitment by their zip code where they live and where they live and that is How, absolutely not what a, true oh talk about pressure what if i'm over there and i have to leave that zip code i'm in trouble i'm in trouble personally and how am I going to face that? And so holding it openly and lightly to the Lord and say, Lord, if this is something you want me to do, I want to be open, but I need to be willing to give this up. And we'll, we'll be sharing with you more about our journey because yeah, that's so actually next what time, Join us next time in part two of this um, to talk more about incorrect thinking and the problems that can manifest from that once you're over. Exactly. So we're going to do part two now. Thanks for listening today. Our book, Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas, is available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Feel free to email us with your questions through our website, esionline.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.